0: it's time to get your news on
1: we are vk1 wia as the man said this is wia national news time to get it on for week commencing september 17 2023 in our 28th year of non-stop news and in fact australia's only ham radio service which has maintained its we never take a break news service this week WIA Vice President Lee VK3GK and WIA Director Chris VK3FY. Also WIA RD Contest Manager Alan VK4SN and WIA Yota Deputy Coordinator Alec Cherry VK2APC+. Much, 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 much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham vk 4 baker Baker.
0: This news originates from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Born to lead since 1910.
2: This is WIA Vice President, Lee Moyle, VK3GK. Earlier this week, ACMA held their Assessor Information Session for all current AMC Assessors. This session was designed to inform Assessors the current status of the planning and implementation of the Assessor Program and the many finer details of enabling a smooth transition from AMC AMC to the ACMA Assessor Network for conducting amateur exam sessions Australia-wide. I was one of the 108 attendees on the Zoom session and it was excellent to see many of the previous WIA Assessors at the meeting. ACMA staff delivered the draft proposal via a PowerPoint presentation and as always the ACMA staff answered the many questions asked by the attending Assessors. The major positives are that assessors, once again, just like when the WIA was administering exams, will be able to actually assess and mark candidates on the spot once a candidate has completed the exam and, if need be, candidates can sit the next exam if they so choose to do so. This is excellent as it allows the assessor to provide explanations to questions and feedback to the candidate, unlike the current process in place. ACMA is proposing to implement a portal in which the assessor can log in and download uniquely generated exam papers and completed exams and documentation can then be uploaded for archiving results. Not unlike how the WIA exam service previously generated unique and secure exam papers for assessors to use. As ACMA proposed to use much of the current AMC process, assessors will be very familiar to the new process and I believe it should be a smooth transition come February 2024. Discussions about remote exams was popular, as there are some new proposed restrictions. Another hot topic was the aspects of insurance cover for assessors and the location exams can be held. ACMA seem happy to keep the single assessor structure in place, which does not make assessments easier to organise as opposed to having two or the three assessors attending an exam for integrity, much like the US exam system currently has in place. The Certificate of Proficiency will be replaced with an ACMA Recognition Certificate once the class licence is introduced. Working with children cards or similar will still be required and to be kept current. ACMA Assessor Guidelines will need to be agreed to be followed before accreditation will be approved. Both General Assessors and Special Assessors will be utilised, not unlike the current situation with AMC Now. ACMA fees for issuing ACMA recognition certificates, assessing applications for recognition of prior learning, and issuing call signs are proposed to be similar to the current AMC fees for these services, although currently it looks as though the theory and practical exams will actually be free of charge if conducted by an accredited ACMA assessor. ACMA invite comments and suggestions from assessors on the consultation by 5pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday the 26 September 2023. See ACMA website for further information at www.acma.gov.au. For now, 7-3 from Lee, VK3GK. Now we continue WIA National News with fellow director Chris Dimitrovic, VK3FY, and particularly a new spot on the dial utilising the WIRES-X protocol for this VK1 WIA news broadcast.
3: Catch the weekly news broadcasts on WIRES-X through AusrapeeterNet, wires room. 24160. Listen to Amateur Radio Newsline, VK1WIA Weekly News, and an Osrapeternet copyright exclusive of K1KC Chris's Tech Corner, which is not to be rebroadcast on any other mode other than C4FM. These broadcasts can be heard on C4FM System Fusion by connecting to Osrapeternet Wires X Room number two four one six zero that's YSX room number two four one six zero you will soon be able to connect through a YSF reflector number two four one six zero also the broadcast can be heard on Sundays from 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. local Australian Eastern Time following the news broadcast Peter VK5JP will conduct a callback of those listening. Please note that all are welcome to connect and listen to the broadcasts and we welcome callbacks from wherever you may be. The WA Bundaberg Convention will be held in May 2024 during the Queensland's Labor Day long weekend. There will be commercial displays, surplus equipment disposals, talks on digital communications, a connection with the ISS, the International Space Station, plus a tour of bundaberg Rum facilities. Further details will be advised on the WA website in AR and on VK1WIA. Start planning your attendance and see you all there. Nominations for the WIA Merit Awards are now open. Further details on how to nominate someone can be located on the WIA website. The WIA are currently considering an application from South Australia to utilise the call sign VK5WIA during callbacks. The Board are looking at options for call logging. The WIA encourages clubs to submit items of interest for broadcast, especially field days and meetings. This has been Krista Matrijevic, VK3FY, on behalf of the Board of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA Weekly News. <laughs> I'm Henry, VK2ZHE.
4: Hi there, this is Scott Williams, VK3KJ.
2: Hi, I'm Mark, VK4DMH from the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society.
1: Leslie, VK5LOL from Aberfoyle Park, South Australia.
0: Here, there and everywhere. You've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now with
4: international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. The World Radio Conference 2023 will impact amateur satellite service. The World Radio Conference in 2023, WRC 23, will take place November 20 to December 15 in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Some decisions made during the conference will affect amateur radio and the amateur satellite service. Representing amateur radio at the conference is the IARU, the International Amateur Radio Union. The two most pressing issues affecting the amateur satellite service are number one, Additional measures to protect the radio navigation satellite space to Earth in the 1240 to 1300 MHz band from amateur interference. As in most microwave allocations, the amateur service is secondary and must avoid interfering with primary services operating in the band, even if they're introduced later. An ITU radio communications sector recommendation that contains guidance for administrations is in the final stage of development. If an agreement is reached prior to WRC 23, it should complete work on the item. Number two, identification of the 10 to 10.5 GHz band for international mobile telecommunications in ITU Region 2, including a primary allocation to the mobile service. The IARU opposes the introduction of IMT in the band and has some allies among administrators within and outside of Region 2. To news from Region 1... Poland's railways have recently come under a form of electronic attack, as reported by Wired. The attack has widely been called a cyber attack in the mainstream media, but the incident was altogether a more simple affair pursued via good old analogue radio. The attacks were simple in nature. As outlined in an EU technical document, Poland's railways use a radio stop system based on analogue radio signals at around 150 megahertz. Transmitting a basic tone sequence will trigger any duly equipped trains receiving the signal to engage emergency braking. It's implemented as part of the PKP radio system on the Polish radio network. The attacks brought approximately 20 trains to a standstill, according to the BBC, with services restored within hours. There was no major safety risk in the event, something made clear in a statement from Polish radio authorities. Regardless, the attack's frustrated logistics across the rail network. Poland's railways will receive an upgrade to more secure cellular technology by 2025, with the 150 MHz system retained only for shunting duties and other edge cases. In Europe, an amateur radio activation is honouring the legacy of a once-popular broadcast station With a special call that our own DX guru Felix VK4FUQ has been reminding us of over the past week. Now Jeremy Boot, Golf 4, November Juliet Hotel from the RSGB and reporting via AR Newsline brings us that story.
5: Long before the British Pirates broadcast station Radio Caroline took to the airwaves from a boat off the Essex coast, there was Radio Luxembourg. Much to the displeasure of the BBC, the English language service was launched 90 years ago and became one of Europe's most popular stations. According to some reports, the long- and medium-wave broadcast of its programmes and its British presenters peaked at an estimated 78 million daily listeners before Radio Luxembourg went off the air in December of 1991. Since July, amateur radio operators and shortwave listeners are hearing Radio Luxembourg again, this time symbolically with a call sign lx 90 RTL The station is on the air until the end of this year. Various ham radio operators throughout Luxembourg are calling QRZ to mark the anniversary of that first broadcast. They can be heard on the HF bands using CWSSB and the digital modes. They can also be contacted via satellite. The special event radio operators have been carefully listening to, especially when the QSOs trigger moments of nostalgia. The operators write on the station's page on qrz.com, quote, many of you told us about your Memories and the great time listening to Radio Luxembourg, especially the great entertainment with the best music on the air over the years, end quote. The DARC Bureau will confirm all QSOs automatically, and logs are being uploaded to Club Log, Logbook of the World, and EQSL. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
4: If you were growing up in Europe in the 60s, the only way to hear the latest and greatest US chart hits was via the great 208 Radio Luxembourg the station of the stars. To Region 3, Australia Post releases new centenary of broadcasting stamps. Australia Post is set to mark 100 years of public broadcast radio by showcasing a new Australian stamp release. The first officially licensed broadcast radio station to go to air in Australia was 2SB Sydney on the 23rd of November 1923. In 1924, the radio industry lobbied for the introduction of a system that allowed radio stations to be funded by listener fees, A licences, and the commercial stations to generate revenue through advertising, B licences. Amalgamated Wireless of Australia, AWA became Australia's largest radio company, manufacturing radios for homes, transmitters for radio stations, and wireless communications for cross-country to cross-continent communications as well as for ships and the military. Radios for homes ranged from mantel sets to taller floor-standing consoles. The new centenary of broadcast radio stamp releases feature images from broadcast radio's early years, with the first day of issue release set for October 17 to mark the centenary of broadcast radio in Australia. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1WIA.
0: Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Felix.
6: Hello there. Now, contest-wise. The 2023 CQ Worldwide Ready DX Contest will rattle into life next weekend, September 23-24, starting at 000000 hours UTC Saturday and ending 23:59:59 hours UTC Sunday. October Oceania DX Contest. Phone the first full weekend in October each year, starting 0, 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0, 0600 hours UTC Sunday. CW second full weekend in October from 0, 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0, 0600 hours UTC Sunday. October 75th CQ Wired DX Contest SSB League is October 28-29. Start 0, 0, 0, 0000 hours UTC Saturday ends 2359 hours UTC Sunday. November. 75th CQOIDX Contest CW November 25 26 2023 0000, zero, zero, zero hours UTC Saturday ends twenty three fifty nine 59 hours UTC Sunday November VHF UHF Spring Field Day 25 26 November Results are out Alan, VK4SN, the Remembrance Day Contest Manager, takes the mic. And once again, very favourable comments were
7: read in the soapbox comments from the submitted logs. It was great to see 11 new rookies in the contest also. Approximately 1,006 stations were on air over the weekend, with 237 logs being submitted. Well, who won, you ask? Well, once again, VK7 has won the state champion. A huge number of logs were received from VK7, making it another easy win for them. Individual results are as follows. For Single Op Phone, Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey. Single Op CW was Allen, VK2 Golf Romeo. Single Op Mixed was Laurie, VK5 Lima Joliet. Single Op QRP Phone was Anthony, VK7 Alpha Golf. Single Op QRP CW was Chris, VK3 Quebec Bravo. Single Op Mixed was John, VK2 Yankee Whiskey. Multi Single was VK3 Whiskey Alpha Romeo. And Multi Multi went to Victor Lima for Romeo. A very special mention must go to David, VK3 Delta Yankee, as he has put a log in every year for the last 70 years. Congratulations David, I doubt that anyone will ever beat your outstanding record. Certificates and a full report are available for download on the WIARD contest page. For first, second and third place getters, you will also receive a certificate direct from the Wallace Institute of Australia. Thanks for another excellent turnout for your Memory State Contest and see you all again next year. Best
6: 73s, this is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. Thanks Alan, vk 4 sm DX Window, France. Special station TM23RUGB will be QRV September 21-24 to 24, and then October 16-22 during the Rugby World Cup. Activity will be on the HF bands. QSL via f 5 KHG is Kuribati. Ken KH six QJ is Q V thirty two AZ from Kuritamati Iota OC zero two four until October seventeen Q sold a home call which again is KH six QJ Rebel X group are using the call sign T twenty two T from Tuvalu Iota OC zero one five from the twenty first of September to the ninth of October on 160-6 metres, using SSB and FT8, either in normal or foxhound mode. Visit the Qrz.com page for T22T for further details. During September 1528, active from the Chatham Islands is ZL7IO, QRP on 160-10 metres, CW, SSB, RITI and FT8. Participation in the CQ Worldwide RITI Contest next weekend also. QSL via DK7AO, LOTW. Return trips at the end of October and November also planned against signing ZL7IO. The QDH is off-grid and powered by a solar system with batteries, therefore it's very limited firepower possibilities. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham.
0: From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA.
8: The Great Solar Storm of March 1940. Rewind. G'day, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK, and this story is shocking. Really on March the 24th, 1940, a solar storm hit Earth so hard that it made copper wires in the United States crackle with 800 volts of electricity. A New York Times headline declared that a sunspot tornado had arrived, playing havoc with any signal that had to travel through metal wires. Astronomer Seth B. Nicholson, in a recap of the event for the Astronomical Society of the Pacific said that for a few hours it completely disrupted all long-distance communication. Radio announcers seemed to be talking a language that no one could understand. Uh, Yes, all right. The New York Times reported that more than a million telephone and teletype messages had been garbled. Veteran electrical engineers unhesitatingly pronounced it the worst thing of its kind within their memory. Modern researchers, however, are now paying attention. Their work confirms that it was no ordinary solar storm. It was unusually violent, they say. There were very rapid changes in the Earth's magnetic field and this induced big voltages in long metal wires. What caused the high voltages? Old magnetogram records of the date show evidence of two coronal mass ejections. CMEs hit Earth only 1.28 hours apart. The double blow rattled Earth's magnetic field in a way single CMEs don't. This could be a harbinger of things to come. Modern studies show that as many as five CMEs leave the sun every day during solar maximum. With solar cycle 25 underway and intensifying, a double hit could definitely happen again. My time is up, but not yours. With Rewind, this is John Knox. VK4FJRK We are VK1WIA Now Special
9: Interest Group News with VK3GTV gtv Cole. Hello, Worldwide Special Interest Group News Summits on the Air Worldwide Flora and Fauna Programme Parks on the Air and other adventure groups including Bunkers on the Air It seems there's no end to odors from beaches, summits and now bunkers Bunkers on the Air was an idea after G8GMU and M3HBM used the bunker site at Walston in the UK as the location of the Fox on a radio direction-finding contest with the Coventry Amateur Radio Society. It was then decided to activate four of the local bunkers. This was tried on several occasions, and it's been shown not all of those local bunkers would have been able to communicate using low-power VHF and UHF systems with a simple antenna. The Coventry Amateur Radio Society have had Bunkers on the Air as a club event for a while now, which brings us to this event, Bunkers on the Air. It will run the entire month of October this year. The purpose of the event is to support radio amateurs and shortwave listeners, both in the United Kingdom and overseas, to communicate with other radio amateurs activating ROC, Royal Observer Corps, bunkers in the United Kingdom. Whilst not a contest... Awards will be issued to both activators and hunters submitting logs and demonstrating QSOs with the requisite number of stations. Awards are also available for shortwave listeners submitting reception logs. Worldwide special interest groups, balloons. If you've ever thought about launching a high-altitude balloon, there's much to consider. One of the things is how do you stream video down so that you and others can enjoy the fruits of your labour? You'll find advice on that and more in a recent post thanks to Hackaday, and you'll at least enjoy the real-time video recorded from the launch that you can see in the link in this week's text edition on wya.org.au. The video is encoded with a Raspberry Pi 4 using H.264. The MPEG-TS stream feeds down using 70cm ham radio gear. If you're interested in this sort of thing, software, including flight and ground code, is available on the internet. There's software for the Pi, and STM32, plus the packages you'll need for the ground side. High-altitude ballooning is, pardon the pun, taking off around the world. Payloads are many and varied, but we don't suggest that you try and put a crew on board. But there's a long and dangerous history of people who actually did. The Mongolfia brothers get most of the credit for hot air ballooning in 1783. There are some reports that a Brazilian priest may have lifted himself with a balloon as early as 1709. In slightly more modern times, Joseph Kittinger did a skydive from a balloon at 31,300 metres in 1960. Felix Baumgartner pulled the same stunt from 38,969 metres in 2012 and Alan Eustace leapt from 41,419 metres in 2014. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. ARIS USA team names Director of Education. Tanya C. Anderson has been selected as Director of Education for Amateur Radio on the International Space Station Incorporated, ARIS USA. Tanya has been a classroom educator for 18 years, the last 16 years teaching middle school science at St. Joan of Arc in Lyle, Illinois. Her science curricula covers earth and space science, life science and physical science. Her career focus has been curriculum development in various fields of science. When informed of her selection, Tanya exclaimed, I'm excited to be part of the ARIS organisation and cannot wait to see what the future holds for amateur radio as commercial space stations are built and lunar exploration evolves. I look forward to sharing my passion for STEAM and space education with other educators while we work together to inspire, engage and educate the next generation. Tanya currently holds a technician class amateur radio licence with the call sign KD9BQZ. After two weather delays in previous weeks, Japan launched its smart lander for investigating moon, SLIM, mission, and the X-ray imaging and spectroscopy mission, XRISM satellite, on September 6th. SLIM will test precision landing on the moon and deploy a lunar rover and lunar hopper. XRISM will look into deep space to study the formation of the universe and search for dark matter. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA OC195. In the middle of nowhere. It's a deal. VK1POR is active from Deal Island OC195 until December 1st. He's been QRV so far on 20 and 10 metres FT8. And yes, the operator prefers the Digimodes. Don't get too confused with the call, the VK1 prefix, because VK1POR this time is on Deal Island, the largest island of the Kent group located in the Northern Bass Strait that lies between Northeast VK7 and Wilson's Promontory in VK3. QSL via LOTW, EQSL or QRZ. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Young Timers, Yota.
10: With the details, here's Alec, VK2 APC. Thank you, Cole. Yota Contest 2023. The Yota Contest is back for its third run of its third run. The Yoda Contest is in its third year and has three runs per year. The last contest run for 2023 is on October 30th, December 2023 from 1200 UTC to 2359 UTC. So are you ready to compete? Everyone in the ham Radio community can take part. It only lasts 12 hours and has an aim to increase youth activity on the air, strengthening the reputation of the Yoda program and demonstrate the support for youth across the world. If you still have a question, feel free to drop the Yoda Contest Committee and email at dot yodacom They are happy to reply. Now, before I hand it back to Cole, here in Oceana Yoda, Youngsters on the Air, has a Facebook page worth joining. Check out the address in the text edition of this week's We Are National News. For VK1 WIA National News, I am Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Cole.
9: Thanks, Alec. Next up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. A strong earthquake of magnitude 6.8 struck central Morocco near Marrakesh on the 8th of September. Greg, G0DUB, Emergency Comms for IARU Region 1, has said that the Moroccan Amateur Radio Emergency Services, part of ARAM, the Moroccan National Society, normally operate on VHF UHF, and speaking to Hassan, CN8HAN, their emergency communications coordinator, he said that there was no indication of any HF frequencies in use to respond to the disaster. There are, however, several search and rescue teams from other countries now in the area, and some of them have radio amateurs as part of their teams. ARAM has not asked for any HF frequencies to be kept clear, but as the situation develops and search and rescue teams are at ground zero, it will be good for radio amateurs to take extra care around the HF emergency centres of activity frequencies in case any SAR teams start to use frequencies to talk back to their home countries. Almost 3,000 people are confirmed dead from the earthquake with the death toll expected to rise, Morocco's Interior Ministry said this week, with over 5,500 injured. And that's the segment for this week. Enjoy the warmer weather. I'm Cole, VK3GTV.
1: Hey, guess what? We're at the end of the WIA national news. It's time for the social scene. In VK2, Sarkfest, 8am next Saturday, the 23rd. Alara Meet, 2023 happens November 4 and 5 in Hobart. Rosebud Radio Fest at the Eastbourne Primary School, Sunday, November 12. And in VK5, Amateur Radio Experimenters Group, Radio and Electronic Sale, November 26. And now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia.
0: This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on
1: wia.org.au